we're back. I'm loving that little stinger that you've got. I gotta be. I gotta pay attention, man. Well, I can't be taking any credit. I didn't make it, but I'm very happy to hear you like it. Ordinarily, I would ramble on about some artist, and everybody they'd start their eyes would sort of glaze over. You know, that's what they tuned in for. And I'd be talking about Diana Ross. Mm. And you can never talk about her enough. To be fair, big fan of Diana Ross. Did you see the movie Mahogany? I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I'll have to check it out. It's been out. It's only been out like fifty years. It's at the top of everybody's mind right now. Do we have McCurdy? Is he available? We do. Okay. Ready to throw to him? Joined now by our dear friend Bruce McCurdy from the Cult of Hockey at the Edmonton Journal. Bruce, you remember Mahogany. You went to that. Probably took a girl. Uh, probably not the girl part, but I may well have done so. <laughs> we could ramble on about uh, which was the best lineup of uh, King Crimson. I don't know if could place to start. <laughs> I, well, I know you'd probably have Fripp in there. Who else would you have? Oh, I've got I've got Levin, Bruford, and Baloo all day long with Fripp. Very nice, very nice. All right, superstars so, at every position, like the '80s Oilers. <laughs> and I'm the bad one. So, listen, let's talk about the Cult of Hockey's 27 man countdown. Like Casey Kasem, and you finally got to number one. It's Xavier Bargo. First question is, how far is he away, in your opinion? Well, uh, half a half a season. I think we'll see him at some point this season. I'm not sure if we'll see him as a regular. Uh, you know, I mean, the injuries are the thing, right? And if you get a few of them, he plays. If uh, the team stays relatively healthy, he just keeps uh, uh, gaining experience in the uh, uh, in the minor leagues. And uh, uh, that's ultimately what you hope for: as fewest injuries as possible. But he showed enough down the stretch last year that suggests to me that he could come up and help in fairly short order if uh, if that was required. Your your article delved very deeply into the season that Borgo had, not just as a scorer but as an outscorer uh, at even strength. And we know that that uh, one of the players that Jay Woodcroft really brought to the National Hockey League when it wasn't terribly obvious based on draft pedigree that he would be there was Vincent DeHarnay, who was an outscorer as well when Woodcroft was there. Do you think that's maybe the ticket? Like, we might not be looking necessarily at a, uh, maybe we're looking at a top, a middle six as opposed to a top six winger, or do you think he's got enough jam offensively to play with one of the big gunner centers? Well, I think he's got jam. Uh, I think the realistic expectation is middle six. Uh, but definitely scoring upside. You know, this is not a this is not a plumber who is going to remain a plumber no matter what line you put him on. You know, the Warren Fogle class of good player, uh, but with not a lot of good finish. Uh, Borgo's got some real offensive chops, especially in close range. Every time I've seen the guy, this is very obvious how quickly he moves the puck and how quickly he decides where he's moving it and makes the play and and. Uh, uh, he does not give the defenders a whole lot of time to uh, to deal with him. Uh, so uh, that's real nice. To me, he's got some of the same characteristics as Kyler Yamamoto, which probably won't leave some people uh, feeling real great at this moment in time. But among other things, Yamamoto was a decent penalty killer. He had a very good defensive stick. Uh, you know, he was uh, a decent uh, two-way player from early days. Uh, which is one of the reasons that his line mates, I think, liked playing with him. And Burgos got some of that, a little bigger frame, which is uh, certainly going to help. That was clearly a, uh, a problem for Kyler. And so uh, I, I like, you know, the Oilers, 
the Oilers have their superstars. What they need more than anything is the supporting staff of of, uh, of good, cheap, and and uh, players with uh, some control over them. And you know, young guys are the way to go if you can get them in there. And I mean, the Oilers already been doing that. I mean, last year three rookies, and this year Burgo is probably the likeliest to. Uh, to uh, play games as a, as a rookie in uh, 23-24. When I watch him in the AHL, I, 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 like, I think Holloway has the puck more often compared to Borgo, but Borgo is sneaky good, and when he's got the puck even in tight, like like in his skates almost, yeah. he can make really good plays. Are you seeing that? Yes, yeah, yeah. His... Uh, his That's his standout skill to me, is his ability to operate in tight quarters. And uh, and you know, make positive plays that create scoring chances or half chances. You know, and and uh, uh, I think the record in the minors showed that once he got a uh, uh, sort of a solid set of line mates, which you and Eric Rogers, I think, uh, uh, saw as uh, Noah Philp and uh, Raphael Lavoie down the stretch, and that was a trio of good young players, including our top two prospects. And it's very unfortunate that Philp retired because. If he had, he would have been my first choice of a guy to play games for the Oilers this year. So, uh, but they do have these uh, these other two fellows, and uh, they were getting a real look at their own effective line down the stretch. And I think you guys had them what at plus twenty two, minus ten, yeah. at least in uh, uh, the point of the part of the game that uh, Borgo played, which is fantastic. You know, that's nearly a seventy percent goal share. Bruce McCurdy, our guest from the uh, Cult of Hockey at the Edmonton Journal on Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. So let's talk about the Edmonton Oilers roster. We're a ways out here, but we're in September now, so we can officially gab on about it. Uh, This is what I wonder. Uh, if, If you're asking me who should make the team, injuries and worries aside, Brandon Sutter is a right handed center. Uh, with NHL experience, I know he's on a PTO, but he makes all kinds of sense. However, we don't know, you know, how how physically fit he is. We know that he didn't play last year. He might have to, you know, he might not be ready right away. Then you've got Sam Gagne. You got Raphael Lavoie, who has waiver worries. If you're handicapping this, Bruce, are those the three main guys for the last spot, or would you look at? Um, maybe moving out an, like a Yanmark, or do you think there's one spot available for those three guys? Uh, very likely, and, and Elaine Peterson is also in that mix. Uh, but um, uh, I think Lavoie has the inside track, and in he would be the most painful one to lose on waivers. Uh, you know, he, they've spent now, what, four years developing this guy, and he looked very close to NHL ready at the end of last season. So uh, he's, I guess he's the other guy that's going to be a rookie that will play games with the Oilers uh, even before Borgo. Now that I think about it, because he's likely to start the season here. Uh, and uh, uh, so he's my slight favorite for the job, even as he didn't do himself any favors when he signed that contract this summer. I was quite short-sighted on his agent's part. Are you wondering about – I'm wondering what the cult of hockey is going to be doing for coverage here uh, during preseason, uh, maybe heading out to BC. Have you guys organized that yet, or or is Levins flying in with his Learjet, or how's that working? Uh, Yeah, none of the above. Uh, uh, David Staples is going to be away for a while, so uh, I guess I'm going to take the wheel for for a few days here at the beginning of training camp and probably write – 
a few more posts, so I'll have to cut them down from 3,000 words to maybe 2,500. <laughs> so, so I can get some sleep. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a big, well, you know, don't you feel, though, and, and I think that you're one of the people I can talk to about this, don't you feel like we've been through the hard part where every day you get up and you go, okay, what am I going to write about? I can't write about that guy. I wrote about him yesterday. Well, the real hard part has been, what am I going to write about? I'm going to turn on the Tide show and listen to him for a while, and then uh, that'll guide me. And the last two and a half months, I've been lost in the desert now. You know, but it's... That Wednesday morning, I was all ready to come on the air with you, and all of a sudden, there was no air to come on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had filled the world with enough hot air and they didn't need me anymore, but we're glad to be back. Um, one area I, I wanted to ask you about, because I know that you've just been through the, the, the top 20 prospects and like, I, I honestly don't see, I guess Kemp would be the, the likely defenseman. And yep. there are, you know, we've talked about Lavoie obviously ascending from the AHL and, and other candidates. I, I want your your honest assessment. None of that usual stuff you send us, Bruce. I want honest assessment mm-hmm. of Olivier Rodrigue, and because he had a good year, I think he was tied for ninth in save percentage. But I don't yeah. know that there's any room, and I don't know that they'd run with such you know if it came to that with Skinner and Rodrigue. They're both so young. What are your thoughts on Rodrigue playing this coming season? Uh, I have my number four, uh, and of course. All the goalies, they have an exception that they get a fourth year, the team does, of waiver exemption. So they can send him down with impunity for another year. They did with Stu Skinner in his fourth year. And only when Skinner got to that next phase where they had to waive him to move him out was he did he finally become a full-time player. Rodrigue's kind of following the same path and quite similar to Skinner, actually, for uh, – the beginning of their pro careers, uh, Rodrigo was drafted one year later, but he turned pro two years later. So if you look at him in terms of running two years behind, because they're different birthdays, uh, they line up pretty well. And last year he was 9-12, which was tied with Pickard. And for the life of me, I couldn't figure out why he didn't get more games. But when I looked at Rodrigo's game log, I realized he was running like 950, 960, his last five starts of the year. So his save percentage came up sharply right at the end. And maybe that was a decision maker uh, uh, some nights. I, I, I sure would like to see him get equal time in, in uh, Bakersfield this year as Calvin Pickard. So here's the deal, Bruce. Uh, Daniel Nugent Bowman is just coming back, so he's going to be the regular Tuesday guy. Will you join us Wednesdays at 1 for the year? Yeah, sure. We can do that. Start tomorrow if you like. <laughs> I think I think we've got uh, 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 who do we have tomorrow at one o'clock? Apollo Creed, right? The man himself. How can you forget? <laughs> so we'll 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 wait a we'll wait a heartbeat. We'll wait a week, and then we'll come and uh, join you next week. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Great. Thank you, Alan. Congratulations to you all on getting this thing up and running. I'm delighted to hear your voice, especially back on the air. Oh, that's very kind. That's my friend Bruce McCurdy from the Cult of Hockey at the Edmonton Journal. We got a couple of texts here before. We take a break. By the way, the text line is available to you. And for those asking if we're getting it, we are, but we're we're kind of adjusting. So we're probably reading fewer today than we will in other days. But we're going to slide through uh, the next two segments and get quite, quite a few in. Uh, Low Tide, great to have you all back. Did you have to stop buying that pricey cheddar? Well, you were off the air from Lucas. No. Um, here's the thing. I, I buy Balderson's age 10 years cheddar. And... You know, I don't want to say anything, you know, too much about 
about how the process is, but I only have it once a week because it really it's it's a it's a binding cheddar, but it is very good. You have sl- you slice it thin, you put it on toast. You have two slices of toast, four pieces of Baldersons, and it's very very good. It's outstanding, and so that's how I roll. And when you only buy it every few months, it's like it's like Crown Royal. Well, I'm not a big cheese guy. So, okay. I mean, if we get into that in the next segment, we'll learn that. But as far as, you know, that doesn't really sound like my forte. Well. I, I'll take your word for it, but I, I don't know if I'll be trying to myself. You don't like cheese. I've never been a big cheese guy. What do you have for breakfast? I like eggs. I like just plain eggs. Do eggs you with put cheese and in the eggs? No, 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 no. That's why I said just eggs. If I liked eggs and cheese, I would have said eggs and cheese. <laughs> just straight eggs. <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? Green eggs and ham on me over here? I like uh, eggs and ham. KD says, uh, welcome back, LT. While well, you were off the air, the passing for, of Robbie Robertson. As a fan of the band, I'd love to hear your reminisce about Robbie's career and legacy or rip him if you weren't a fan. I loved Robbie Robertson. I loved the band. My only objection was the way he was adored during the making of The Last Waltz, and they sort of missed the other, like, they're all great, or they all were great musicians and minstrels, and I I thought it got a little overbearing. But having said that, Robbie Robertson wrote some of the classic songs that band ever put out uh, and was a legend, and, and um, he also... The the biggest surprise I got post-band was how good his solo stuff was. I did not expect Robbie Robertson to be as good as a solo artist as he was because he did not have the best voice in the band. Levon Helm did, and then Ricky Danko was right behind him. And then early on, the most beautiful voice in that band was uh, Richard Manuel. So they were all ridiculously talented. And when he died, it was a very sad day. I listened to both of the first album, uh, Cahoots, and then... Uh, um, Northern Lights. Is it North? Is it? I can't remember the name of the. Isn't that crazy? Eh? <laughs> uh, I can't remember the name of the. the but I listened to those over and over. I probably listened to all of them three times each. And what a tremendous band they were. And the passing of Robbie Robertson is a very sad thing. Okay, we're going to take a break. Are you ready now? I've got like ten questions for you, Declan Kruger. I'm ready. I've been ready. I'm excited to give the people a chance to get to know me. Hopefully they like me. I don't know. I want to make some friends, like I said. Well, I, I, we're going to get into your lineage a little bit, too, okay. because your English first name and your surname is Kruger. Yeah, very German. German. Very German. So, how, how surprised would you be? A little preview for the listeners. How surprised would you be if I told you my mom was actually born in Africa? Oh, well, you're kidding. No, I'm very serious. Well, this is getting interesting. I know. I, we have a lot to get into. All right. Low down with Low Tide on Sports 1440. All right, are you are you set? I don't want you to be uncomfortable. Are you? No, I'm primed and ready. Okay, I'm in the hot seat, but it's feeling like a throne, so I'm ready to go. Oh, that was good. Not bad. Some right? kind of lyric writer for a punk band. I got great metaphors and similes and all of them. <laughs> You'll learn that about me as <laughs> as time goes on. You know, that's that's quite the brag you have there, sir. I've got. Uh, I know I've, what a flex. <laughs> I just I just get in here and tell everyone how great I am with words I'm, and similes uh, and metaphors. I'm so good at similes. I'll have you on your knees. They in can't no time. make references like me. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, Uber or cab. Uber. Okay. But I'm younger, so it's, yeah, I guess it's so. normal to me. You know? All right. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us something that we don't know that we might be surprised by. Well, my big fun fact of the day was that my mom was born in South Africa, but I did give that up before the break, so right. I have to do something else. Something that a lot of people, which is going to be 99.9% of the listener base, don't know about me is that I was a nationally ranked swimmer as a kid. <laughs> and my, my dad was a swimmer, and he got oh. me into swimming very young, and uh, I was a nationally ranked swimmer. Yeah, I was a backstroker. So, may I ask till what age? 
Uh, so I quit swimming at 14 oh, because wow. it was just overwhelming. At that mm-hmm. point, I was training like eight times a week for three hours a session, and I just didn't want to do it anymore. Um, but swimming's a sport you generally, if if you're not if you're not uh, on pace to make the Olympics by about that age, by about 14 or 15, it's time to give it up, and that's, uh, that's kind of where I found myself. Backstroke's tough. What is it with the breaststroke? What's going on there? Uh, breaststroke's a terrible one. That was my worst stroke by far. Well, there, you, you could pick someone out of the mall here, and they'd be a better breaststroker than me. But it's tough. Yeah, you have to you have to match the pull that yeah. comes down in kind of a V formation with your whip kick, which is also the same, but they're opposite. So I it's feel a like you're one. being forced not to use your strength. Yeah, it's it's a little counterintuitive because it's, you know, generally the pull in, when you're swimming a freestyle or a fly or a backstroke, your pull kind of, it, it works with your kick, but they're competing more or less in breaststroke. So. If I was breaststroking, I would drown. That's well, I just I just don't get it. You're, you're not you're not far off from me. I was almost in that camp too. That's how bad of a breast. It's like the was. you know that run walk in the Olympics. Yeah. How the hell do they know the guy's run walk? He's I been know. 17 miles of doing the same thing, and then they call him for doing the same thing. <laughs> I know. It's like the foot comes an inch off the ground or something. It just doesn't make any sense to me. What special skills do you have? Is there something that like on the resume, or maybe when you meet somebody and you go, they're not impressed with me. I gotta say, aside from your mom in South Africa, of course. Is there anything else that we can tell people, like we can hang our hat mm. on? I mean, special skills, absolutely not. I'm about as boring and basic as it gets. I like to think I'm kind of a funny guy. I can find humor in a lot of situations. So hopefully I can make someone laugh if I can't impress them any other way. Uh, but I can't juggle. You know, I can't really sing. Yeah. I'm not a good dancer. So nothing cool like that. I can't fix a car engine. So Well, you've got me intrigued with these similes you keep promising not, us. They've been so, pretty good so far. Could you run a marathon tomorrow if you had to? Yes, but it would be tough. I've ran nine half marathons, but I've never ran a full this, marathon. See, this yeah. is interesting stuff about I you. Know, it's I like know. It's like we're brothers. I'm, we do the, <laughs> we have the same activities. I'm the Dos Equis guy. <laughs> uh, favorite place on earth you've been to? My favorite place I've on earth I've been to, a bit of a homer pick, but my cousins have a ranch in Rock Glen, Saskatchewan. Nice. And it just became home summer after summer. I loved it there, riding horses, riding quads, playing out in the fields. No, you don't have to tell me I love yeah, Saskatchewan. Now, Rock Glen, how far is that from another town? Assiniboia is probably the closest okay. town, and Assiniboia is about an hour northeast. Oh, is it, yeah. that's the closest town? Because it's yeah. every five minutes in most Saskatchewan. I know. It's it's really, it's way down there. It's okay. it's right on the border. Like, we've driven down the, to the Montana border a, right. a couple times. Maybe there, your so. uh, relatives should have less of a ranch and more of a community. Did right. you ever think of that? Maybe. I don't know. I'll, I'll pitch it to them. If your house is burning down, what's the first thing you take? Mm, my apartment's pretty small, so there's not too much to take. The first thing I would probably take, I have a framed picture of my grandpa. Nice. So I would probably take that. See, now, yeah. now people are going to be I in I know. Dirt. I'm playing the you're, family you card. You really yeah. are. People are like, aw. Now they think I'm a good guy. You're going to end up with a bunch of cinnamon buns here <laughs> that people are going to drop by. Uh, favorite sport? I think we went over this, but what's your favorite sport? I think I would have to say my favorite sport is boxing. Uh, but I'm more well-versed in MMA, funny enough. But I mean, there, there aren't too many sports I won't watch. But boxing is something. I, I have such a love for the sweet science. I, I, I watched boxing when I was... My dad and I used to watch Wild World Sports. We saw yep. Ali Forum and all those yes. great fights. They were. It wasn't pay-per-view back then. No, no. It was Loved closed it. circuit TV and yeah, ABC Wild World. The first boxing match I ever watched, my dad told me, He's like, go watch the the Sugar Ray Leonard Marvin Hagler fight on YouTube, and I watched nice. it and fell in love with the sport. Because yeah. when when that happened, he was seventeen. He was a big Sugar Ray fan. Sugar Ray had obviously been out for a while. Came back to move up to middleweight to fight to fight Marvin Hagler, and he went to watch in the theater in Swift Current, Saskatchewan. So my I like dad, to think that's my favorite fight as well. My dad used to tell me that he would listen to boxing like Joe Lewis on yes. the radio, which best, is what how they did it back then. Yes, amazing, best stuff. heavyweight ever. Yeah, you bet. Uh, best subject in school. 
I think the obvious answer is phys ed, which maybe speaks to mm. you know how poor my intelligence really right. is. Right, it's the swimming circuit and gym so class. So you were jock? Did you have a fast car? Did you have a like a jacket that the girls liked? Did I didn't would- have a fast car. I had a '98 Corolla. Uh, oh. It went as fast as I needed it, it to. It started. It I started, that. It's, yeah. and it was standard, so I felt kind of cool being a 16-year-old, 17-year-old who could drive standard. Uh, I, did, I didn't I did actually get my varsity jacket until like two months left of high school. So it was kind of, it was, I still have it, but there's not much reason to wear you it. You can't impress the girls you know, in I grade know. 13. We don't have it here. That's Ontario. And you can't wear that in university. That just doesn't fly. No. Uh, favorite food? I'm a simple guy. I like salmon and rice. So who now? Salmon and rice. Wow. I know it's simple, it's basic, but so, it's the one meal I, I could never get tired of. It. Are you, are you like, do you like, like fresh salmon or do you like barbecue it? Or how do you prepare it? I, I usually pan fry it, but mm-hmm. I do love fresh salmon. Like salmon in a sushi, like a sushi roll is, fun, is oh, fantastic. so good, yeah. But yeah, I like to pan fry it. I'll bake my salmon with some lemon, some herbs. It's, it's I good. do it's like nice. the salmon. Mm-hmm. I, I gotta say, and the rice, deba- the rice is tough because you gotta, pre- how, how do you prepare your rice? Is it just like the quick five minute or? Yeah, I just put it right in the rice cooker, turn it on. Nice. Go watch, go watch the game. Well, you're far more interesting than I thought you were. Thank you. Um, um, is there a word you have a hard time pronouncing? Pronouncing. That's a great question. There are words I have a tough time spelling. Like restaurant always gets me. Entrepreneur always gets me. <laughs> tough time pronouncing. I'm sure there Could is Could you say one. entrepreneur one more time? Entrepreneur. <laughs> entrepreneur. <laughs> Entrepreneur, maybe that one from your based on your reaction. Maybe that's the uh, the it's one. It's just I that with. you really go heavy on the manure part. Entrepreneur, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, cousins ranch, it, it stays with me. Uh, I guess. Okay, that was funny. Uh, anything about you that's abnormal? You've got a, a funny foot, or maybe a, a, some kind of a thing that we could make fun of a malady of some sort. Uh, maybe your sinuses go crazy. I well, I have a really bad nose. My sinuses do go crazy. Funny mm-hmm. enough that you mentioned that. I don't. Yeah. I don't have any visible abnormalities or anything. You know, I, I'm not double jointed or anything cool like that. I'm a pretty basic guy. Standard yeah. height, standard weight. Nothing <laughs> really weird about me. Ever had an IQ test? Do we know how intelligent you are? I took an IQ test, but I think it was wrong because I scored far too high. See, I think you are way smarter than you're letting on. <laughs> I don't think so. I think <laughs> I've tricked people you're, into you're thinking just I'm hitting smart. the ball back because that's how far we can hit it, and you're just playing with it. <laughs> I'm well doing. enough spoke well enough spoken that people can think I'm smart, but. When it comes down to it, there's no way. I do not want to imply that you drink alcohol at all or a lot or a little or anything like that. But do you have a favorite drink? If I, I love a cerveza. Okay. I love a cerveza. So Pacifico is one of my oh, favorites. Oh, I love Pacifico. Yeah, Pacifico is great. Have you had Dos Oh, yeah. yeah. I, like, I yeah. like those. I, I really, I became a big fan of Tecate. I'm not sure how much I actually like it now, but it was always on the center of the ring whenever Canelo Alvarez was boxing. Right, so I right. just became a Tecate fan. I can totally see that, yeah. where you'd be introduced to it, you're curious, and then you... Exactly. It's a, it's a gateway. <laughs> it, yeah, it was. Uh, do you like liqueurs? Like, if, if I offered you Uzo, would you drink it? I don't know what Uzo is. Okay. So I, I would have to say no. I like Bailey's in my coffee mm-hmm. on a cold winter morning. Okay. What about sake? Would you would you drink? I some? do like sake. Okay. I do like sake. You get it when you get sushi. I do All like right. sake. So quite if you and I were going to a restaurant and you got to choose, and you don't have to say the name of the restaurant, but what kind of food? I'm thinking salmon rice. You probably would want seafood, but maybe not. I, I love a good sushi place. If I'm going out for if if it's all expenses paid by low tide, we're going out for dinner to you know just have a nice meal. I would probably pick sushi because oh. I've never really had a bad experience with food at a sushi restaurant. Okay, I would tell you that the the other seven producers. Who, if they're listening right mm-hmm. now, they are laughing so hard when you said, "If it's low tide, paying for it." <laughs> well, it's not going to be. It's not going to be me. Howling. Maybe J- maybe Jason can pay for it. Uh, favorite music? Uh, rap. Big rap fan. Okay, yeah. so but tell us some artists that you like. Little Little Baby is my favorite artist. Okay. I might get crucified for that one a little no, bit. No, I don't think so. But uh, Little Derek, Forty Two, Doug Gunna, artists. I'm sure you're all very familiar with. Well, I my my daughter and my son, uh, they have upgraded me not okay. to your level, obviously. Sure. 
but I like The Weeknd. Yeah, he's a Canadian legend. Yeah. I will say, funny enough, my favorite band of all time is Matchbox 20. Oh, really? As, as contradictory as that is to my music taste, but I love Matchbox 20. Is, he's, uh, is Rob Thomas the lead singer? Of Rob Trump? Thomas is okay. the lead singer. Yeah. I saw him do a cover once uh, at a concert in Australia of Time After Time by Cyndi Lauper. Great song. Oh, one of the best. Yeah. And I was like, this is it. These are the guys. This is the band. Yeah. No bad songs. No skips. <laughs> Okay, I enjoyed that. You're far more interesting than I thought you were. You, and now I you. regret asking you the questions because now people are going to be very interested in you. So. Well, I hope so. I mean, that's what the, that's ordinarily the happens with a uh, radio show, uh, there's two people talking and some will just relate to you because of age or maybe because you are open to the idea of sake at your age. Uh, but that's why I like to, to kind of chime in here. So I will do this if it's okay with you from time to time. Absolutely. I'm and happy to answer. I will also challenge you. You like MMA. We should book a guest and then you can ask all the questions and I'll just chime in and say, hey, what about that thing? Every yeah. once in a while. I would love it. We can flip spots too. Yeah. For, okay. for one second. Oh, no, you don't want me producing the show. Okay. All no, right. we would be off the air in no time. Um, okay. So light layer of mayo on top of the baked salmon. I have not done that. I've had it before. It, my mom cooks it that way or one of the ways she cooks it. It's not my favorite. I like to keep it simple. I like no. just some salt, pepper, herbs, like I said. A little bit of lemon if you put that on of it. Of course. I, I yeah. would like to barbecue that with the, yeah. the, the wrapping around. Barbecued the, salmon with lemon is sure. can't miss. Yeah, can't yeah. miss. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um, I, <laughs> please don't text me and ask me to say words because that's like the lowest common denominator of radio. And I don't think Booger is a swear anyway, but no. really. We, we're going to aim higher. We have to. Um, streaming online, the sound quality is excellent. One thing I wanted to ask, because it seemed to me a lot of people were texting in and saying, they were, oh, it's scratchy or whatever. Um, I Driving in, it was clear as a bell for me. Yeah, we spoke yeah. before the show. I drove in as well, and it, we listened to uh, Carius' show, and it was great. The, the quality was great. Everything was clear for me, so... I'm happy. This is a home run text that I have to read from Coach Mike. Of course. Does he know who Jim Brown is? <laughs> yeah, Cleveland Browns legend, one of the best running backs of all time. You can't, you can't be a football fan and not know who Jim Brown is. He's right up there on the Rushmore. Great yeah. running backs. Every, every producer I've ever had has known that except for one, and he paid a heavy price. Mm. Uh, Tide asked the young man who his favorite college football team is. The Oregon Ducks. Really? The Oregon, and I'll tell you why. It, it's similar to my Bills fandom. I, I'm a Saskatchewan Rough Riders fan. I should start there. And you, maybe you picked up on that with yep. family in Saskatchewan and what yep. have you. But when I was playing NCAA Football 08 on my Xbox 360 back in the day, I needed a team that's jerseys looked like the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. So oh. Oregon had the green jerseys. They had the green helmets. And I thought, you know, this is good. This is, and they're, you know, Pacific Coast team, kind of close to Canada. So it all worked out. And I, I ran with them, ran with them ever since. We have one national championship game. You know, we had a, we had Marcus Mariota there who had, who was a pretty good quarterback for us. Bo Nix is another Heisman hopeful this year, so I'm all in on the Ducks. Well, and that's a great answer. I, I seem to be, I, I'm plagued with Saskatchewan Rough Rider fans in my life. I know so that you can't escape them. It's it's just astounding to me that that almost everybody that I get along with is a Saskatchewan Rough Rider fan. Um, the only artist with one name who qualifies as Canadian is Valdi. I don't know what that means, but I love Valdi. He lives on Salt Spring Island. I used to vacation there as a kid, actually. Salt Spring and Gabriola. We used to fly out there with uh, with my maternal grandparents. That's a nice area. A lot of great memories out there. The one thing I remember that I'll never forget, and maybe this speaks to you know how I interacted with my surroundings, but the slugs were so big. Yeah. They were they, huge. When I grew up in the Lower Mainland, uh, we Could lived football in with them. Wanak, and they, they, just, they, were, they were monstrous, you know. And, and uh, of course, 
it was raining there all the time. So they had a good life. There's no doubt about that. They all were right. happy. Uh, it's 129. People are texting in wondering about, uh, we did talk about the Edmonton Oilers and PTOs earlier, but I'll just rehash that uh, before we take a break. They've they've got two guys, Sam Gagne and Brandon Sutter, signed to PTOs. Now, there have been a lot of rumors, but they're not necessarily the rumors that you would expect, uh, or at least the rumor people w- w- you would expect for them to be real. I can see where Nolan Patrick would be a fit. I really can. I don't so much see Todd Arenas as being a fit uh, for the Oilers, and I always was interested in seeing if they would bring in another defenseman. Uh, I thought Mark Pesek, but, but I wasn't really thinking about anybody specific. But we're at a point now where we're September 5. So if it, by the end of this week, when does the, when does the uh, rookie camp? It's like, the, it's like mid-September, I believe. So you've got to have, you pretty much, because they're, they're making the list, they're checking it twice. They go, once they get the list for the kids who are going to Penticton together, usually they have all of the veteran players. And they're over 60 even with what they have now. Because they got a lot of AHL kids, right? So that's my feel. I think they're done. I'll go ahead and say that. And the big news today, if you missed it, and I don't know how you would have because we made a big damn deal about it at the beginning, the orders have announced that they have signed uh, Noah Seagal, uh, has been named the club's video coach, and Mike Finelli been hired as the video and coaching analytics coordinator. And I reached out to some very smart people from the analytics community, and I said, Give me, give me an idea about this fellow because guess what? We don't know what we don't know. And certainly uh, there's no chance, none whatsoever, zero, that we could drill down on his past and know exactly what's going on. But what I was told is, and I'm just going to read it here because it would be easier for me if I just read it, found this little nugget while at Tampa Bay. He tracked data and stats for special teams, opponent scouting, draft preparation, and free agency. So that dovetails some for some very, 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 very ideal scenarios for the Edmonton Oilers. And he said he does a little bit of everything, doesn't have the data science background, which we talked about a little bit. Is it data or data? Data is the guy from Start. Track. Goonies, Goonies. Oh, maybe we'll see where this is. <laughs> we're, we're different. We're already cross, caught in the crossfire. Goonies. I say both. To be no. fair, did you? Did you? Um, this is a sort of a test about your own ability to to keep track of things. When I asked you earlier to spell rheumatism, you didn't know how. Did you look it up so you could spell it now? Or absolutely that- not. I I could not have moved on from that fast enough. There was no chance I was even going to attempt that. Do you know what it is? A rheumatism. Hmm. I don't think I do. It's like arthritis. Okay. It's the, okay. What, what, what happens is the world changes and progress is made. Sure. So there was a time when consumption was used, and now there's different forms of, you know, that they use different mm-hmm. words that they use to describe what used to be consumption. Okay. So. Well, I'm going to work this into a conversation when I get home. I mean, someone. I'm going to f- figure a way to get in. Oh, there it's my. Like, whenever you fall down, go with the oh, uh, rheumatism you. line. Oh, Mama, yeah. your rheumatism's flaring up. <laughs> Don't not do it with your mom. She'll go, what the hell are you talking about? And then she'll tell you what, you know, what's what. Uh, Sports 1440, proud to partner with Sports Central for their inaugural uh, bike drive this September. The goal is to collect 1,000 new or gently used bikes this month. So the 25 volunteers on the Sports Central bike shop have time to restore and repair them by spring. There are four locations and every Saturday in this month, 
9, 16, 23, 30. You can drop by United Cy- uh, Sport and Cycle, Revolution Cycle, Bonnie Dune Shopping Center, London Dairy Mall. Uh, the lowdown is driven by Wolf GMC Buick. New name, but the same great team. Find them on the corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road. WolfGMCBuick.com. This is Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. I like the the guy's voice. That's a guy who's serious. That was me. My voice that. So thank you. So how many how many overdubs? How, what, what kind of a can did you have to say that into? Well, I got a lot of voice changers going. <laughs> they were flying. But we got what we wanted, right? I mean, well, that, the sound is all that matters. Yeah. And well done by you. Thank you. Uh, you guys going to do pre and post game shows? I don't think we are. I think we're like seven to six every day. I think that's correct. The schedule is set as of now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. maybe hopefully we'll add some in the near future. But as well, of right now, it's, it's well. If seven you want to six. work more than a couple hours a day, you know, yeah, I mean, it's available to you. Then this isn't the job for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> People always say to me, "They go, you only have to work a couple hours a day." I'm actually, you know, I prepare. I write for the Athletic. I have a day. I got a dog. I got to take out and pee every once in a while. It's a lot. You know, I know you're a busy man. I totally am Plus a busy you gotta, man. You got to keep up with all your hippie activities that you that you learned over the summer. I swear to you, yeah, I could totally get into. And I, I like, I'll never retire. I'm not a retirement mm-hmm. guy. Those shirts aren't going to tie dye themselves. Oh my god! I I found some tie dye early in the summer, and I just rolled with that. And then pretty soon, I just started growing facial hair, and uh, then I started walking, and then I I like I bought some wine. And then it would be Friday, and I thought it was Tuesday. And it, I, you could totally slip into that kind of life if I, if I wanted to. I'm, so, I'm sorry we had to drag you away from that to get you back on the radio. Okay. It sounds like oh. you're having a lot of fun. I am. Uh, yeah. This is uh, something that is focused on you. LT, it's Paula. I'm not sure about this cheese-hating, salmon and rice-eating producer of yours. He has a nice voice, but can you ask him about toasted bacon and tomato sandwiches? <laughs> I love toasted bacon and tomato. Uh, it's, uh, you know, I love BLTs as well. I usually throw lettuce on there, but if it's just bacon and tomato, I'm happy. I'm an che- easy guy to please. But you, well, like, what would you have cheese on? Like, I don't. I don't. It's going to be an issue because you you sort of went anti cheese, and I cheese did. is produced in Alberta. I dug my own grave a little bit. Little I don't. Bit. I don't. What are you, Katie Lang over there? <laughs> I don't stay away from cheese completely. Yeah. I just don't prefer it on most things. Like you know, cheese on pizza, of course. I'll have cheese on my sandwiches, you know, every now and again. But it's not. It's not a staple food or a staple ingredient. For would me. you, if I, if you were over at my house, which will never happen? And Thank I you. offered you um, some kind of vegetable, but it had cheese poured over top of it. Would you eat it? Well, of course. I don't want to be rude. But would you like it? I would eat it. <laughs> I would never make it for myself. <laughs> but I'm not, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't turn down free food ever. I'm, like I said, I'm a pretty easy guy to please. I just have my preferences. Tide, what do you think of Colorado and Deion Sanders upsetting TCU this weekend? I didn't watch all of that game, but I understand it was a great game. Uh, what was on at the same time? I didn't watch it. I saw Notre Dame win. That's all I, you know. F- college football for me, this is how I treat college football. I, there's like 10 teams I like. I really like Notre Dame. Uh, I will watch Oregon. I watch them fine. If it's Pac-10, what I call Pac-10, I would watch that. Uh, and then I, this is what I pretend to do. And it's the most ludicrous thing in the world. I pretend I'm scouting for the CFL. I'm like, well, that guy's too fast. He would right. never, you know, the NFL will get him. But mm-hmm. I want the slower guys or the tight ends who aren't quite 6'9". That, it, that's it what I'm doing. If they're 6'7 and can catch, you want them on the Oaks. Totally. That's what I'm hearing, of course. Yeah. 
So and, you're a big Brock Bowers fan, man. <laughs> Georgia tight end. And and uh, um, I I have to say because we've got a few people texting on the Elks. Don't worry about the record from this year is is gone. What you need to go to the game this weekend and cheer for Trey Ford. That's your future, and it's a hell of a future. Because if you've got a quarterback, and I don't care what football you're playing, as long as it's with that weird ball, not the soccer, then you if you have a quarterback, you're way ahead. And they've got a good young quarterback. He makes people miss. And by the time they make the adjustment, he's gone. I don't know what he rushed for yesterday, but it had to be a ton. I don't know the numbers in front of me, but he, he CFL, their their Instagram, Instagram account, put out a post that said he was like a creative player, and he really is. What I was talking to Connor about uh, earlier in the day was that his play, his run, his scramble uh, in the uh, Labor Day game. Hmm. Excuse me, I'm stumbling over. You're making me nervous. I'm stumbling over my totally, words. Totally. But... Yeah. What I was saying, it was, a, it was a combination of Eli Manning escaping the sack in that Super Bowl with Cam Newton on any given Sunday in 2015. Right. That was what he looked like out there against the Stamps. It, 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 there was a couple of cuts he made in the, like in the middle of the field where you're just, you're like, this is almost impossible. He would cut like an east to west running back yeah. On, yeah. A, on a lot of plays. Yeah. I, I was with a North. I was South excited to watch him, and it wouldn't matter what team he played for. I just loved the athleticism of him, and the fact that I remember when Chris Jones drafted him, and he said, "You know, he's a great athlete, but we don't know what he is as a football player." And that's what we're seeing now. We're seeing him as a football player. Uh, Low Tide, uh, nice to have you back at the beginning. Does this feel like a WKRP in Cincinnati type of station with Herb Tarlick <laughs> grinding it out for sponsors? Um, one of the reasons I got into radio was WKRP in Cincinnati. And the best line in human history in a sitcom was the intro to WKRP in Cincinnati. And it, it was a newsman reading in a newsman voice. He said, but the senator, while insisting he was not intoxicated, could not explain his nudity. And that was an all-timer. Love WKRP. This is more like, the, the, I feel like this is more like um, Days of Thunder. You know, yeah, it's in a, we're in a race, man. I agree. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, the, the motors are hot. Now we're going to do crossovers with Gregor, not today, unless he comes in. Is, does he just wander in or does he still kind of float by and come in the front? I haven't seen him since I've been here. So I, it's up to speculation, but I would okay. imagine he'll be. I, I be floating. I feel like he, the, there'll be some kind. There'll be an apparatus open from the ceiling, and he'll ascend. I guess descend down. Yeah, it's from the ceiling or from the floor, and then he'll ascend up at the end of it. But it'll be an entrance, and they'll be like, oh, and there'll be the, a choir. The Celine Dion of Edmonton Sports <laughs> Talk Radio. The way he makes an entrance. I like it. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's a really good visual. It's an app nickname for all of us uh, to think about as we get ready for the first Jason Greger show. By the way, our program is brought to you by Wolf GMC Buick. This is low t- Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. This is our final segment. I, I cannot believe how quickly this day went by. When you're doing two hours instead of four, it makes a hell of a difference. I have energy. I, may be able, I, I might be able to walk out of here at the end of this. That's what we were aiming for. We said if we can get Low Tide out of here on two feet, we've had a successful show. And it sounds like we're trending in the right direction. Hmm. Um, there was news today. I mean, we've had fun and all of that stuff, but there was news today. The Edmonton Oilers hired an analytics guy and a video guy. 
and they have names and everything. And so I'm going to give you their names now, and we're going to talk a little bit about this because I imagine Gregor will be all over it, as he should be. The Oilers have hired Noah Siegel, the club's video coach, and Mike Finelli been hired as video and coaching analytics coordinator. So you may ask yourself, what would that be? And here's what I think it will be. There, there's, when we talked to Rachel Dory, it was timely that we had her on today, about how much data is sent down to each team. And it's just this massive dump about everything. It could be breakouts and break-ins. It can be passing from the left side of the defense when, you know, X defenseman, how many times is it successful? And you can grade it all out. The important thing is, what are you looking at and what is important? And I, I like... My own feeling is that everybody's trying to build the perfect mousetrap and some teams are ahead. I think New Jersey and Carolina and Toronto, when Dubas was, was there, were working really smart. And you could see it in their drafts and you could see it in their trade deadlines and you could see it in their free agency. And not just the high-end free agency. I'm talking about the astute signing, Michael Bunting, for instance, in Toronto. And... The Oilers do a lot of things right. And sometimes I think that, that people are so negative about the Oilers because of things that they do that you can tell are a little wonky that they, they lose track of what is really good about the Oilers. The Oilers have pro- improved 150% in pro scouting. And examples would be the Samorakov trade for clean cost than a year ago. The fact that they uh, traded for Jaden Grube, who they need because Noah Philp retired. They need a right-handed center who's going to go to the AHL. They're, they're way improved in that area. And they've, for the last, since 2011, they've improved mightily. Well, I'll say 2013 because 2012 was a, a draft where they drafted a couple of guys who were out of order. But they've improved a great deal at the draft table. But you want to always be working ahead and finding out what you need to know. And the Oilers especially need to know about breakouts. Who on their defense? Now, they've got Ekholm now, who's really good. They have Evan Bouchard. But they should be, let's say they start the year with Philip Broberg on the right side defensively. They should be able to pull data and have somebody tell them it's a good or it's a bad idea, not just for goals for and against and shots for and against, but find out, that, you know, are, are his breakout passes as good when he's on his offside? And maybe if they aren't, you move Ekholm over there or you do make a trade for a right-handed defenseman. Those are important things. And the fact that they've hired somebody as a coordinator, it's analytics coordinator, I think it's important. And it is a big deal. And we will be talking about this in the days to come. That's the big. That's the big story today. I think along with Trey Ford on a local level, if you're a fan, that's the important stuff. Hey, the NFL starts this weekend. Is that a big deal for people? I mean, is that something you're interested in? Of course you are. I don't know who is going to win the Super Bowl this year. And I don't know that the Eagles are going to make it to the Super Bowl. Because that doesn't happen every year. I think we can all agree. But if the Eagles do make it to the Super Bowl, please, baby Jesus, let's not play the Kansas City Chiefs. Hey, Declan, as a radio producer, what's your favorite hip-hop producer, Jensen? 
My favorite hip hop producer. It's a tough one. There are a lot of ones who make who make really good beats. My favorite one right now is probably Pierre Bourne. Oh yeah, uh, Yo yeah. Pierre, come on. Oh, yeah, he yeah. he makes. I like a lot of the yeah. stuff that he does. He's a good he, guy. Yeah, good guy. yeah. He likes cheese. So. <laughs> You're familiar with him. <laughs> uh, I've been driving around the city a little bit today, just to chime in on the quality of the radio. Uh, the feed is a bit more scratchy than previously. If you don't mind, LT, dig down in the toolbox, grab your crescent wrench, and climb up the tower and give that three-quarter inch bolt a bit of a turn. Just taut, not too tight, should do the trick from Titan. Do you know that, that, that there were days when those radio towers were climbed by very brave men? Men braver than us. Oh, yeah. I will say. I'm not climbing anything. They're doing the Lord's work out there. So that you can sound good here in the Sports 1440 I, studio. You know, I will say this, and then we're, we're done the show, so I'm, I can ramble on about whatever I want. Not that I haven't already, but the sound coming through is really good. This is like high quality. It's clear. I can hear you very well. Crisp, clear. No, but I mean, I, just the, 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 the tone of it. it had, there's mm, more bottom end. Okay. Maybe oh, my hippie days have given me more bottom end. I was going to say, like, you have some new perspective on things. It sounds if this like. continues, I'm going to pretend that I can sing Barry White songs. Oh, are we going to get a chance to hear that? Do, do you know who Barry White is? No, but I would love to hear you sing. Oh, Barry White had this ginormous deep voice in the 70s, and all of his songs were basically sex. And he would, he'd say baby, but in a really cool way, 5,000 times, and it would be a hit single. I mean, if you had said you were going to sing some Barry Manilow, I would have been on board for that. But I'll go for Barry White. It sounds like you know what you're doing. Barry Manilow and Barry White are as far away from each other mm. as you possibly can get as human beings. <laughs> but I do like Mandy. Oh, who doesn't? Yeah. One of the best songs ever. It was originally called Brandy, but it they was. changed it. Because it was by a British singer, I believe. That's Scott English, I yes. believe. And the reason they changed it was a group called Looking Glass had a big hit with called Brandy, You're a Fine Girl. What a good wife you would be. But my life, my love, my lady is the sea. So, I don't know why that was important. Um, downtown horrible signal compared to twelve sixty. I don't know. I was downtown many times, and the bouncing around. We used to get six thirty at twelve sixty. Listen, like I said, I lived downtown, and uh, on the drive in, starting off, sounded great. So, well, people would be taking you more seriously, having you know damaged the reputation of cheese over the last two hours. I know. Like I said, I dug my own grave. I oh, made I'm, my bed, and I got to lie in it. And I'm going to have to lie in it in perpetuity. Yeah. I what don't. What have I done? You're going to have to save me, huh? Uh, Tide, I'm glad to hear you back on the airwaves. For some reason, I didn't know you were an Irish guy. I like you, like you a lot more. Go Irish. Yeah, I, Notre Dame. I'm a big Notre Dame fan. Where does that stem from? Okay, oh, you want the truth, I'll tell you. Um, Is it from Rudy? Because that'll, that'll make anybody no, a Notre Dame fan. No, it isn't. It's because my father-in-law, when I first met him, he was such a big Notre Dame fan and Montana fan, Joe Montana fan that I started watching the games with him, and he's a great guy. I love him. He's passed, but I love him very dearly. And so I, I just, because he loved them so much, I began to love them too. So that's why I'm a Notre Dame fan. That's a great, that's a good enough reason. But Rudy didn't hurt. Well, no. Okay. I mean, All right. it's classic. Do, have you seen Brian's song? Yes. Yeah. Yes, with uh, James Caan. Yeah. Yeah, great movie. Yeah, yeah. Great movie. Yeah. What's your favorite sports movie? <sighs> Probably Hoosiers. Okay, now that's a great yeah. movie. Uh, you just can't go wrong. I yeah. think it's such a safe pick. Yeah. Hoosiers. I love... There are a lot of good ones out there. Hoosiers, yeah. the program. 
I liked uh, I liked Slap. I still love Slapshot. Yeah, Slapshot's such. Paul a Newman is so funny, oh. and it was written by a woman, mm. and she wrote it because they were all her goofy, her brother's goofy friends. That's the movie, and it's brilliant. Such a good movie. I hope they get some residuals from that because they became, they made legends of themselves forever. There, there was there was some NHL. Do you know that? Bruce Boudreaux wasn't in that movie, but some of the scenes were his apartment that he had that they mm, shot. Interesting. Yeah, I think that when they were playing with the toys, remember? Paul <laughs> <laughs> was getting so mad at the, the Hanson brothers. They brought their toys. Great scene. Um, Brugge says, glad to hear your voice back on the radio. Um, longtime listeners, we could continue to think it's Friday on a Tuesday without our sports program. Um, 1440 channel makes you sound younger. Well, I mean, it wouldn't be hard. I'm aged, so even at like 50, I'd be, I'd be significantly younger. Will you tell me when we have to go, by the way? Yeah, it's your world. I'm just living in it. We, we got a couple minutes. Who are our guests tomorrow? Tomorrow, we're going to have uh, Gary Monagier on uh, to talk some Elks. Say that again. Did you, did you say Jerry Monagier or... Monagier. Sorry. Did I mumble? Did I stumble my way through it? I'm being an ass. Okay. Well, okay. Gary Monagier to talk some Elks. He'll be joining us at 1220. Then the man... Carl Weathers, you may know him as Apollo Creed from the Rocky franchise. He'll so be joining good. us at 1 so p.m. Good. And uh, Al's going to have a chance to talk to him. Very looking forward to that one. And he's here for, for Comic-Con or what, what we call Comic-Con. And we're going to talk about why he's here and how you can get to meet him. And that's a legend. Worst right. people out there to meet. Okay. Are we yeah. done? Should I wrap it up? Well, we have a sports update coming. But after that, okay. you're free to go. All right. Uh, Lowdown with Low Tide Sports 1440. We're brought to you by Wolf GMC Buick. We're back tomorrow. Thanks so much for tuning in. We love you. Stay tuned for Jason Greger and his first show on the station.